Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we're working on a discussion of the importance of knowing the hope that comes from understanding God's plan and purpose and how you fit into it. Before God ever created the earth or created mankind, he planned to have a family of sons and daughters who are like Jesus in character and power, and he made the earth to be home for himself and his family. However, sin seemed to take the plan off track. God made Adam and a race of sons in Adam, but Adam chose independence from God through sin and took himself and the res- the race of humanity resident in him into the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death. And you and I are born into a fallen world with natures that are contrary to God. Adam's sin produced a fundamental change in human nature, and men became sinners by nature. When we're old enough to know the difference between right and wrong, we sin before a holy God and become guilty in our own right. From Adam, we inherit a body that is mortal, incorruptible, or subject to sickness, old age, and death. His sin also affected the earth. He was the first steward of this earth. And because of his disobedience, a curse of corruption and death entered the the earth itself. And the earth now brings forth thorns and thistles, Genesis chapter 3 tells us. God didn't make the world with killer storms and droughts and earthquakes and disease. That's all a consequence of the curse that's in the earth because of Adam's sin. But none of this took God by surprise. He had a plan to deal with this and get his and carry out his original purpose. He himself took on flesh and was born into this world and went to the cross to die for our sins. The Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins so that we could be redeemed or delivered out from under our sin. And then we could be transformed into holy, righteous sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ. In connection with his second coming, the Lord Jesus is going to cleanse this earth of the root cause of all the problems in the earth as far as drought, famine, earthquakes, killer storms, disease. He's going to root out the spiritual cause of all those of all those issues and make a new heaven and a new earth. This earth, this entire material universe transformed by the power of God. Now we could do whole lessons on that, but let me pick up where we were yesterday. The theme that we're running in this series is knowledge of the fact that you were chosen by God in eternity past before he ever formed the earth. He knew about you and he chose you to become his son or daughter through faith in Christ. And then at some point in your life, he calls you or invites you to enter into this purpose he has for you. And when you respond to his call, 
by bowing your knee to Jesus as Savior and Lord and believing in his sacrifice at the cross, you become God's son or daughter, and a process of transformation begins that is ultimately going to make you holy in every part of your being and like Jesus in character and power, restoring you to what God always intended you to be. That's understanding that you're part of that and then realizing that that purpose gives you a future that is that lasts beyond this life gives you hope or expectation of coming good because if you've answered God's call you are now his son or daughter and you have a future and a hope you will live with God your father forever on this earth made new with a body that's raised from the grave and made immortal and incorruptible. So much in that. But let me pick up where we left off. Um, we talked about, well, let me say this, knowledge of God's choice of you in the past combined with knowledge of a future beyond this life energizes your faith in the present. And we looked at Paul we're looking at Paul, a man who viewed himself as a conqueror because he knew God loved him. No matter what came his way, he knew that nothing could separate him from the love of God. God's, God in love chose Paul to become his son, and that call gave Paul a future and a hope. Well, it does the same thing for you and me if we respond to Jesus Christ in repentance and faith. Now, we said yesterday, some people struggle with knowing God loves them because they try to assess God's love based on how they feel in the moment. But feelings don't give us accurate information. Some of us connect love to achievement, that God loves me if I'm good, but not if I'm bad. But God's love isn't dependent on us. It comes out of him. It's his nature to love. His love is unconditional, meaning there's no condition you must meet to have or to lose his love. He loves you. Some try to assess God's love based on the circumstances of life. If my life is going well, I know he loves me. But if I'm facing struggles, I doubt his love for me. But good or bad circumstances aren't demonstrations of God's greater or lesser love. The Apostle Paul experienced trial after trial, but you read the epistles that he wrote. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament proportionately. The bulk of the epistles were written by him, and although he experienced trial after trial, he never questioned God's love for him. You don't find a whiff of that anywhere in his writings. I wonder if God's upset with me. What's he trying to teach me? What's he trying to show me? No, he recognized that the ultimate demonstration and proof of God's love for him was and is the cross of Christ. See, God expressed his love for us while we were rebellious sinners wallowing in the pig pen by sending Jesus to die for our sins. Jesus willingly laid down his life for us, bearing our sins and the punishment due us so we could become sons and daughters of God. Let me read you three verses here. This is First John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. In this was the love of God clearly shown toward us. By sending his only son into the world, 
so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation or satisfaction for our sins. See, God sending Jesus and Jesus willingly coming to die on the cross is the ultimate demonstration of his love for you. First John chapter 3 verse 16 says, this is how we know what real love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Romans 5 8 says, but God proves his love for us. Let me read that again. But God proves his love for us by the fact that Christ died for us when we were still sinners. When you were an ungodly sinner in rank rebellion against him, he died for you. He died for you. That's the ultimate demonstration of love. Let's take the most famous verse in the New Testament. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. Let me read that out of the Amplified. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique Son, so that whoever believes in, trusts, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, shall not come to destruction, shall not be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. God prized the world because even in our fallen condition, men and women are loved by God and have value to God. But that value can't be realized unless they come back to God through faith in Christ. We talked last week how Jesus told those parables about the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost son to illustrate the fact that valuable items, even when they're lost, still have value to their owner. But their value can't be realized unless the lost item is found. Jesus is the satisfaction to divine justice for our sins. He is the door who opens the way back to Father's house. Your circumstances are not God's way of punishing you for your sin. See, a lot of times people struggle with that. I must be going through all this because God is punishing me for my sin. Well, I know that's not the case for, for two reasons. Number one, it's not enough. No matter what you're going through, it's not enough to pay the price you owe. The only price you could pay that would satisfy divine justice against you for your sin is if you go to hell forever. Your car wreck is not enough. Your disease is not enough. Your bad marriage is not enough. Your abusive childhood is not enough. It's not enough. Jesus had to die to pay the full price. Now, I'm not saying that people don't experience consequences from their sin. That's a whole different discussion. Um, if you drive drunk and get a ticket, that's not God punishing you. That's a consequence of a very unwise choice. But Jesus, your circumstances are not your way, are not God's way of punishing you for your sin. Jesus bore your sin. Now, here's something interesting. That, that verse, Luke 19.10, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That word lost is the same word translated perish in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish. 
That word is translated lost when Jesus said, I've come to seek and save that which is lost. The actual Greek word means to destroy utterly with the idea not of extinction, but ruin. There's no greater ruin than to be lost to our created purpose, which is sonship and conformity to Jesus Christ because we refuse God's invitation to leave the pig pen and join his family. God demonstrated his love for you through the cross of Christ to draw you back. But if you don't respond to that call, then you will be lost to the purpose for which you were created. You will be ruined forever. Now, Paul realized that if God motivated by love, went to those links to help him when he was a rebel against God, there's nothing he wouldn't do for us now. And that confidence gave Paul strength to face the challenges of life. If God is for me, nothing can be against me. We'll pick it, pick it up right here tomorrow. Amen. You've been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, Knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is one 739 66 19.